Well, good morning again. Happy first Sunday of 2024. I'm so glad you guys are here with us today. Thank you for joining us this morning as we start a, uh, a, uh, the new year. We're also starting a new series, as I was saying before, uh, on the importance of priority. Uh, and it's this, uh, this, these studies are going to be drawn from the book of Haggai. Some people says Haggai, some people says Haggai. Uh, you know, however you pronounce it, if you don't know where to find the book of Haggai, go to Matthew, which is the first book of the New Testament. Go one, two, three books before that one, and you'll find the book of Haggai. Um, so, however you pronounce it, it doesn't really matter. We're used to hear different accents, you know that, right? We're going to spend a month, the month of January, on this essential subject in the Scriptures, which is about priorities. And what a great time to start a series like this on priorities uh, than the beginning of the year. Priorities are, are about putting first what's first. Putting first things first. In other words, prioritizing what's important and essential in life so that we can achieve better results in our lives. The reason a lot of times why we don't achieve a lot of great things in life is because we don't know how to prioritize what's more important. Uh, and let, let me let me explain that a, a little bit, a, a bit deeper. Uh, in, our, in our day-to-day lives, it, it often feels like we are juggling a hundred things at once. It feels like you're doing one thing, you haven't finished one thing, when you got to do another thing. I, I go through this in my office. So lately... What I've been doing is I've been doing something a little bit different so when I can, when I gotta prepare my sermon so I don't get distracted. Because when I'm in my office, I'm sitting in front of my desk and I have a little note right here that reminds me of something and I have another little note right here that reminds me of something else. And so I'm trying to write my sermon. I'm trying to study so I can, I can bring the Word of God every, every Sunday uh, to our two services. And, and then I see this little thing and I get distracted and I gotta go do this. And so I go do that and then I don't remember, uh, you know, I don't remember where I left off with my sermon. Then I got to go and review my whole thing again. And, and, and so you get distracted. You get distracted with work. You get distracted with family, hobbies, and, and all the little things in between. And, and it is just, I don't know if it's just me, or, or have you ever come to the end of your day when you get tired at the end of the day thinking you were busy all day, yet you pause for a minute and wonder, what did I do today? Does that ever happen to you or just me? I think it's just me. I feel like I was, sometimes I feel like I was busy all day and I feel tired. I'm like, man, I'm exhausted. And it doesn't seem like I accomplished much. But if that ever happens to you, that is because sometimes we misplace our priorities. And priorities in this context act like a compass. A priority, our priorities in this context act like a compass, guiding us through the chaos and helping us find our way back to what truly matters. You prioritize what truly matters to you. So whatever you spend your time, listen to me really well, because whatever you spend your time, whatever you put your effort, whatever you invest in, uh, in your, uh, of your life, that is what's important to you. Whether that is, you know, life and things that happen with life or God. So think, th- think of it this way. When we establish priorities, we are essentially saying, this is a priority because this mattered to me more than that. 
So what matters to you more than that, that's what you prioritize. And a lot of times we have the tendency as human beings to say, Oh no, no, God is number one in my life, but the way we act is different than that. The way we act is different than that. Having priorities in order is not about being rigid or inflexible. It's about consciously choosing where to direct our energy, where we are investing our time. So we we live in a world that demands a lot from us, doesn't it? We live in a world that demands. And you know what? Every time something new comes up, uh, you know, whether it's social media, whether it's technology, it's like, man, can I keep up with this stuff? We live in a world that demands a lot from us. So saying yes to something, when you say yes to something, you're saying no to other things. And when you say no to other things, you're saying yes to other things. You say yes to those things that really matter to you. Like if somebody invited you to church. If it really matters to you to come to church, you will come to church. I mean, I, I don't mean to, to make you feel bad or guilty about that. But that's reality. That's reality. You go to where it's more important, the mo- mo- most important for you. You have to decide what's important and essential to you. And make that a priority. That's what God wants us to do. Because where we put our time and our effort, that is going to shape our lives. That is going to shape our lives. So we have a lot of distractions in this world. But where you put your time and effort, that is going to shape your life. Whatever that is, that is you to decide. So, So we can say that our priorities are about aligning our focus with what truly matters in our lives. They shape our lives. Priorities shape our lives. They are the compass guiding us to successful and a fulfilling journey. And if you really want to be successful, God has to be the priority number one in your life. That is real success. That is not fake success. And I'll show you that in a minute. Why? Because Jesus gave us a clear principle from the scripture when it comes to priorities. I remember when he was preaching in the Sermon of the Mountain in chapter 6 of Matthew. He gets to chapter 6 of Matthew, which is the second chapter on the Sermon of the Mountain. And when he's preaching on that Sermon of the Mountain, he tells people, you know, while I'm preaching, they, they, he, pro- he knew everything people were thinking while he was preaching. And he probably thought, you know what, these people are more worried about this other stuff in life. So people, while he was preaching, people were probably worried about, you know, what are we going to eat later? But we never do that in church, right? Never, never, never. What are we going to eat later? What are we going to drink later? How am I going to go dress to church? What am I going to put? What kind of clothes am I going to wear? And he says that. Let's go to, let's go to uh, Matthew chapter 6, David. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. He, here's the natural things that you guys worry about, Jesus said. He said, while I'm preaching here, he was already done with chapter 5, with the part that, that shows in chapter 5. Now he's almost at the end of chapter 6. And while he's preaching, he sees that some of the people might have been distracted there when he brings this point. And he says, there Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about life. I'm I'm trying to concentrate. I'm trying to tell you what's more important to you right now. I'm telling you you what God wants from you, the kingdom living that He wants from you. And while I'm preaching, you are probably worried about these things. And He knew the heart. He knows the heart. He knows the mind of man. So He goes, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about life. 
Because instead of concentrating in what he was saying, they were worried about all their stuff. What were they worried about? They were worried, don't worry about life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what will you wear? It is not life more important than food and the body more than clothes. He's basically telling them, you know, these things usually become the priority of priorities. Because we easily forget that when we focus on these things, we take our focus of God. And when we focus on God, we don't worry about these things because we know He will provide according to His riches in glory. That's what Scripture tells me. But a lot of times it's hard for me to believe this, these truths that Jesus Himself said it. Because I worry too much about the day-to-day. I worry too much about the people around me. I worry too much about the provision that's going to come to me for me. And so much that I worry that I think so much about those things that I don't think much about God. And so he goes on, and when he gets to verse 31 and 32, he says, So I'm telling you again, don't worry. Saying, what should I eat? Remember what he said in verse, in verse 25. He's again saying it again in verse 31. And so Jesus knows exactly what human beings worry about. The day-to-day stuff. I'm telling you again, don't worry by saying, what should we eat? What should we drink? What should we wear? Again, it's food, it's drink, it's clothes. For what the pagans, for the pagans, in other words, the people who do not believe in God, run after all these things. All these material stuff, is uh, people who don't believe in God is the ones who are supposed to be running to those things. Uh, but your heavenly Father knows exactly uh, the things that you're in need of. You, he knows what you really need. But then he says, in verse 33, he says, if you put your priorities in line then you don't have to worry about this thing. So he, he said in verse 33, But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And when you seek God with a sincere heart and His righteousness, all these things that you worry what, what things is He talking about? Food, drink, clothes. All these things that we worry about so much will be naturally added on to you. The problem with us as human beings, a lot of times, we want to see the results before. So in other words, we, 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 wanna, we don't want to plant the seed first, so later on we can harvest. No, we want to see the fruit. We want to see the tree already you know, giving us the fruit. And then... If I get the fruit, then I'll be encouraged to do the rest, to go look for God. No, no. The Bible says you have to, you have to do it right. You have to have a strong relationship with God and seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first a relationship with God. And then when you seek a relationship with God and you're giving your life to God and, and, and you're obeying God and you're walking with God and you're doing what God is telling you to do first, then God is going to worry about these things that you worry so much about. God is going to provide these things that you worry so much about. Seek first the kingdom of God. So, so when God is number one in your life, everything else will naturally follow. 
It's not about saying, oh, God is number one in my life. Everybody, almost everybody says that. It's living like God is number one in your life. It's a different story when you say it than when you do it. So a lot of times we say, yeah, God is number one in my life, but then we go the other way and show completely different. So my question to you this morning is, have you set your priorities in life? Is God really your priority? I want to I speak to your heart. I don't want to hear what I want to hear. No, I want to hear what you really have in your heart. And I want you to tell God what you really have in your heart. And that is, have you really set your priorities? Here's, here's an even more important question. Have you asked God to help you set your priorities in your life? Have you asked God? Let, let me tell you this. What is the more important thing to you right now? If you have to choose one thing, what is the, moral, the, the, the most important thing for you right now? Because what's most important to you right now that's where you put your time. Let, let, let me ask you this. You, do you want to know where your priorities are? Think about where do you spend more time? Doing what do you spend more time? Where do you put more effort? Let me ask you one more. Where do you invest your life? What are you invested in? When you prioritize, what's your biggest distraction right now? What's your biggest distraction? Is that your priority? Is that what's most important to you? When you prioritize, you put your time into what's important to you. So if God is important to you, you put your time in... And when I say God, a lot of times people think like, Oh, if I put God in number one in my life, i got to be seven days a week, 24 hours a day in church. No, that's not what he means. What he means is when you put God as a priority in your life, you serve your family in a loving way, in the best way possible, because when you serve your family, you're doing it because you're obeying God, because God is number one in your life. As a result of God being number one in your life, you serve your family. As a result of God being number one in your life, the Bible says you should be a faithful employee. And you should work as working unto the Lord, not working unto you or your employer. When, you got, when God is number one in your life, Everything else flows from out of that. So is God number one in your life? Is God number one in your life when you're serving in church? Is God number one in your life when Sunday comes? And is God number one in your life? Or is there other stuff that takes priority over worshiping God with the congregation? Is, is God number one? Have you, ever had, have you ever heard people say, well... It's because I don't have time. You just don't understand that. Have you ever heard that before? I heard that so many times. That's the, mo that's the most popular excuse people give pastors, okay? So I heard that many times. But let me tell you one thing. We do have time. We just prioritize other stuff over doing what we're supposed to be doing. So you, your time, we all have 24 hours a day. 
But we spend more time in what's more important to us. And what's more important to us is what we prioritize. So, sometimes, like you know, I heard, this, this is a complaint I hear very often when I do counseling. I hear wives saying, you know what, he just never has time for me to go out on a date. So you don't have time to go out on a date uh, with your wife sometimes because you've you got to cut the grass. So is the grass more important than going out on a date with your wife? You know, you prioritize. You, you get it. You get what I'm trying to say. Like everyone, we have time. We just put it in different spots. Wherever you spend more time, wherever you make the most effort, wherever you invest your life, even, even your, your, your belongings, your finances, that's what your priorities are. I mean, I don't have to tell you what your priorities are. All you have to do is examine yourself. And this is key in life. Listen to this. Not having your priorities in the right place will result in negative consequences. Believe it or not, not having your priorities in the right place will result in negative consequences. That's what was going on in Haggai when he is writing to the people of Israel. When he's writing to the Jewish people that were coming out of the captivity from Babylon, he's telling them that. And he's telling them that, I mean, you have it in your notes and you have it over here in the screen. So you can have it open in your Bible too. And he goes, when he starts talking to them, when he tells them the message God is giving him, he says, in the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, and you might be wondering, what is this whole thing with dates and everything in the Bible? What does that have to do with anything you will see right now you'll see how important it is to know the year and everything so in the sixth month of the 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 word of the lord came through the prophet haggai to serobabel to serobabel son of uh shaltiel governor of judah and to joshua son of hosadak the high priest i want you to notice one thing as we're reading these verses that he is directing this message to Zerubbabel, not to, to, to everybody in Israel, to all the Jewish people, but to Zerubbabel specifically, because he was the governor of Judah, and to Joshua, because he was the high priest. So, he, so God is targeting the main leaders of the land. God is targeting the main leaders because He wants the main leaders to understand how important its priorities are. So God wants to target leaders in homes too. God wants to target leaders in church to understand what priorities, how important priorities are. So that way we can guide people. You can guide your family. You can guide your employees to understand how important priorities are. And so he is sending these matches to them. And then in verse 2 he says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. What the Lord Almighty says is these people say, talking about the people who were in Jerusalem, the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. And you might be wondering, like, what's going on? What had happened? You'll see it in a minute. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai, verse 3 and 4. It's a time for yourself, God asked the people. Is it time for yourself to be living in your panel houses? I like another translation in Spanish. It says, it's a time for you to live in your well-decorated houses. 
it's interesting because the panels that he's talking about here, there were panels, there were wood panels that looked really beautiful, really nice, and they were decorating their house with these wood panels. And he says, is it time for you to be living in your panel houses while this house remains in ruins? Which house? The house of the Lord. So is, it, is it your house more important, God is telling them, than my house? Well, let me tell you something, he says. Is it time for yourself to believe in your, in your panel houses while this house remains in ruin? Verse 5. Now, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Check this out. Give careful thought to your ways. Think about exactly what you're doing, he says. Think about what you're doing. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you putting your personal priorities before God? And then he tells them in verse, in verse 6, This is what's going on in your life, he says. You planted much, but harvest little. You're not receiving as much as you're planting. You're going crazy working. You're doing so much, but the results are not much. And God says there is a reason why that's going on. And God tells them, the reason that's going on is because... You're not putting me as a priority in your life. In other words, you want your blessings and you think all your blessings will come because of, you know, because of all the work that you're doing. And he says, no, you planted much, but you harvest little. But he doesn't stop there. He goes, you eat, but you feel like you never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes but you don't, you're not warm. You earn wages, oh, watch this one, you earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Have you ever felt that way? Like you receive a paycheck, you go deposit the paycheck, and then all of a sudden you're like, where's the money? Where did it go? Well, it, it went into all these apps that you are paying for every month to watch TV and all that stuff, right? <laughs> they, they now, they, now they're created and they have created an app that will check your apps and you got to pay for that app too so they can check your apps to see if you don't have two apps, the, the same app twice. It's like, really? And then when you less expect it, it's like, where did the money go? I don't know if that ever happened to you. I'm sure it's, it happened to me, but not to you. <laughs> he goes... Verse 7, he says, this is what the Lord Almighty says. If that is what's happening to you, he says, give careful thought to your ways. Think about exactly what are you doing. Are you doing this the wrong way? Are you worried about your panel houses? Are you worried about your personal life? Are you worried about your personal goals? Are you worried about your own stuff? Whatever you want, whatever you desire, that you have come to the point that you forgot about God. 2024 is a great year to make that resolution. Not to forget about God. To walk in a different way with God. You know, I love, I love the fact that God gave us, uh, uh, you know, the time that we can measure time. 
Because every time we start a year, it's like God saying, okay, here you go. I'm going to help you a little bit. You just finish a year. You fail in so many things here. You accomplish other things, but you fail in other things. Now I'm giving you another year so you have another opportunity to do things better now. Are you going to put me as a priority now? Or are you going to worry about your own stuff, your own houses, and your own life? And, and I'm busy with this, and I'm busy with that. The other day, I was talking to a guy uh, in, in the gym. And as I'm talking to this guy in the gym, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm inviting him to church. And I say, you know what? It's a good thing to put. It's an amazing thing to put God as a priority. And he goes, well, I, just, I, I, I will go. I will go. I promise I will go. But at first, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do I'm like, you don't want to go, man. I went straight up to him. I said, you just don't want to go. Say, if you're going to tell me you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, that means God is not number one in your life. No, no, but I'm a Christian. I just don't have a church. So let's start with that. Don't tell me you don't have a church because then I'm going to preach a whole sermon to you right there in the gym. And so in the context, if we go back to verse 1, it says this was all happening in the second year of King Darius. Right? It's, it's in the second year of King Darius, and, and on the first day of the six months, and you'll see when we get to chapter 2 how important it is, the specific dates. But in the, in the, the, uh, so we're going to go to the next slide, the next, the next slide where we have some of the numbers. So uh, one more, two more, maybe. Uh, we're going to see some numbers right now. I'm going to give you a little bit, uh, maybe a two or three minute history uh, lesson right now. In 606 B.C., before Christ, King Nebuchadnezzar took the people of Israel captive. For 70 years, God told them, because, watch this, because you have not made me the priority number one in your life, I'm going to send you captive with your enemy, Nebuchadnezzar, for 70 years. They didn't believe God. So why 70 years? Because God had told them, out of every seven year. Year number seven, you should, you should work the land six years. Year number seven, you should let the land rest. So when you go back to start the next six years, the land is going to be very productive and fruitful. But you, every, you got to trust in me. Because letting the land rest for one year, it was about trusting in God that God will provide for them. So, for 490 years, the people of Israel did not listen to God because God was not the priority number one. 490 years, if you take one year out of every seven, how many years do you think that is? Seventy. And he says, I'm sending you captive to Babylon for 70 years. Do you think God plays? A lot of times people think God is just playing. No, God is serious. God means it. And when He tells you, put me as a priority number one, He means it. He's not playing around. God cannot, Galatians, Paul says to the Galatians, God cannot be mocked. And so he tells them, I'm going to send you captive. So he sent them captive through Nebuchadnezzar in 606 B.C. before Christ. And frees them about around the year 536 B.C. when King Cyrus the Great was the king. And then, by then, you have seven years. Let's go, let's, let's go to the next, uh, le- the next lines right here. So by there, you have 70 years. And then after 70 years, King, king, Dyrus, uh, king Cyrus, I'm sorry, it's allowing the Jewish to return to their homeland. 
And so King Darius, Darius, I'm sorry, King Darius um, takes power in twenty in five twenty two before Christ. So Haggai gives the message in five twenty before Christ. So I want you to see from five thirty six when they return to five twenty when Haggai writes to them, how many years have passed? Let's see, those who know how to read BC, AC, ACDC. Huh? How many years have passed? Sixteen years. Great. Who did that? Who said sixteen? Done. Nice. So, sixteen years have passed. So, for sixteen years they were back in their land. Seventy years they were over there being captive. Did not learn the lesson. Have you ever talked to people who go through the same thing over and over and over and don't learn the lesson? Remember what I said last week? I said, we shouldn't just get older, we should get wiser. When people tell me, hey, you're going to turn 53 this month. I'm like, yeah, I feel good. Why? Because I'm getting wiser. I'm not getting older. I'm getting wiser. People should get wiser, not older. Right? I mean, we get older, of course. I tell you, I feel it. Uh, but <clears throat> as you get wiser, people did not learn that. They went on 70 years. Did not listen because after 70 years, they go back to their homeland. And instead of putting their priorities in order now and listen to what God had told them before, instead of doing that, 16 years, and all they did is, let's go back and let's fix our houses. And the, the walls, the rebuilding of the walls is another story. That's another, that's another, that's another, uh, that's Nehemiah. We'll, we'll go to that eventually. But instead of rebuilding the temple, instead of fixing the temple, here they are worried about their personal stuff. Sad. Sad. 16 years. So finally, you see what their priority was. In verse 4, you see the priority was, uh, uh, you know, it's a time for yourselves to be living in panel houses. So their priority was their personal stuff. What was God's message for this? He says, you know, you think, the problem with you, he's telling them, is that you are selfish. You think about your house, but you don't think about me. You think about the stuff that it's not important as much as it is important for you to have a relationship with me. And so the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai, and he basically is telling them, yeah, you're making a different priority. You're putting a different priority as a priority in your life. What was his first warning? In verse 5, you see the first warning. He tells them, now this is what the Lord Almighty says. And he makes sure he know, they know that He is the Lord, but He's not just, just the Lord. He's the Lord Almighty. Here's the big shot who's going to tell you what's going on in your life. Make sure you think about what you're doing. Make sure you think about what you're doing, God says. He is God. I'm not. And he's telling you, have you, have you think about what you're doing? Have you think about the results in your life? Have you think about why things go the way they go? Sometimes people can be going, going, going down, going down, going down. And it's so hard for human beings to accept that we're doing the wrong thing. 
a lot of times pride gets the best of us. We might be going down, 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 instead of saying like Peter when he was going down. Remember? Why, why was Peter going down? Because he took his eyes off the Lord. Priority number one, keep your eyes on God. Keep your eyes on Jesus, otherwise you're going to drown. And as they're drowning, they're not, they're not accepting this thing. And so, uh, not at this point yet, but we'll see, we'll see that through the weeks uh, of this month um, when we get to chapter, the end of chapter 1 and 2. How, how, how were they... As I ask this question, how were their lives affected by having their, their priorities in the wrong place? How were their lives affected? You saw what it says in verse 6. Their lives were affected to the point that they had planted much, but harvest little. And, and, you know, you eat and you're never satisfied. You drink and you're not full. Uh, you put clothes, but you, you, like, you, you're never warm. You know, you know, have you seen those people who go to their closet? Have you ever heard, oh, I don't have any clothes to go to church today. Have you heard that before? I don't know about you, but I heard that before. And then the closet is full of clothes. I don't have shoes. That's not the case. And he doesn't warn him just once. He warns him in verse 5. And between verse 5 and verse 7, where he gives a second warning, he tells him, think about how you're living life. Think about the results. Think about why, why has what happens to you, why has that happened to you? Think about your ways, he keeps on telling them. Think about the fact that, you know, you receive your salary like if you have holes in your pockets that you don't even keep it. Give careful thought to your ways. You know, basically what God is telling them, what God is telling them, He's telling them, stop making excuses. It's not time for the Lord, for me to commit to the Lord. It's time for me to commit to myself. That's what they were doing. And the Lord says, you know what, stop making excuses. The Lord is telling them in verse 3 and 4, basically, He's telling them, stop being selfish. Think about your priorities, He's telling them in verse 5. And in verse 6, He basically is telling them, stop missing on God's blessings. Stop missing on God's blessings because you're making other priorities the priorities of your life. Think about the result in your life. He's telling, he's telling them in verse 7, think about your results in life. You cannot be drowning and saying you're okay. You cannot be experiencing all these, all these, all these, all these uh, uh, hard things in life and think you're okay. If there is something going on in your life, if there is something that doesn't look good, there's only two reasons. One reason might be because God wants to strengthen you and He's testing you. And the second reason is you are paying the consequence of your disobedience. Of not having God as a priority in your life. It's either or. So as we finish this morning, I want you to think about this. As we explore the timeless wisdom of Haggai and reflect on the profound significance of, of, the, of our priorities, let, let us pause. Let us pause and consider the state of our lives. How is my life? And don't lie to yourself. You're not hurting anybody but yourself. How is the stage of my life? How, how is the state of my life? 
Today, is, I, I, today I don't want it just to be another Sunday. Today I want for this Sunday to be an invitation for you to examine your hearts. Check your priorities. Align your priorities with what truly matters. You know, to me, just to give you an example, the day of the Lord is the day of the Lord. And even when I'm on vacation, I always look for a church where to go on the day of the Lord. Because God is my priority. Priorities, as we have explored today, are not rigid set of rules, but a conscious choice. It's a choice you have to make. A reflection of where we invest our time and energy and our resources. The challenge is not just to hear this message, but to live it. Allowing our priorities to testify to what truly matters. So I ask you today, have you set your priorities for 2024 yet? Have you invited God into the process of shaping your priorities? It's not just a question of what do you do, it's a question of what do you value. Do you value do you value the relationship you have with God? Remember that this what happened to the people of Israel is an example we have to learn from. If we don't learn, we just keep on going the same way and getting the same results. And you know what they say, the definition of insanity is you keep on doing the same things. And getting the same results, but you expect different results. Bring God as a priority number one in your life. I pray that this message will resonate in our hearts long after we leave the worship center today. Let us leave today with a renewed commitment to examine our lives, to seek divine guidance in setting our priorities and to embrace the changes needed for a life that align with God's purpose in our lives. And may the grace of God be with you on this journey of prioritizing what truly matters. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much. We just want to be where you are, Lord. We want to ask you, Father, to help us. We're so imperfect that a lot of times we want things backwards. We want the results before we put in the work. And the Bible says that if we look for a strong relationship with you, all those things that we're in need of, not the things that we want, but the things that we're in need of will be added on to us. So I pray, Father, that we will understand that what the people of Israel were experiencing 
It was because they were not putting you as a priority number one in their lives. And, and I pray, Father, that everyone who's pressing here today will go back home and meditate on their commitment to you. And that we will make the priorities. You will be the priority of priorities in our lives. And if somebody here has never given their life to Christ, and maybe things are not going so well for you, I just want to tell you that what God wants you to do is you got to first acknowledge God. If you acknowledge God and you surrender your life to God, God will take you in and will give you the strength to go through whatever you're going through. And He will walk with you, not just in 2024, but God will walk with you the rest of your life. He promised He is with us till the end of the age. So if you have never given your life to Christ, your priority, number one, is to start a relationship with God. Right there where you're sitting, in your own privacy, just tell Him, Dear Lord, I want to give you my life. I want to change my life. I'm giving it to you because I cannot change it, but you can. Transform my life. Make me a new person. Help me get through the things that I'm getting through. I want to give you my life. I want to start a walk with you. I want you to be the priority number one in my life. In Jesus' name. Father, if uh, anybody pray this prayer, Lord, I just want to I just want to pray, Lord, that that person will be encouraged today and that we will be able to be part of their lives. We pray, Father, that as we leave this worship center, we will meditate in these truths that we have learned today. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you.